Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Like I mentioned earlier, we're starting a new series. We're reflecting on Paul's letter to the Philippians. And so we'll begin that with our, our first reading from Philippians chapter 1. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. So that in me, you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in Him, but also suffer for His sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is the word of our Lord. The uh, country artist, singer-songwriter Sturgill Simpson sings, uh, Life ain't fair, and the world is mean. And there's no one who understood this better than the Apostle Paul. Um, let's just like take a moment to imagine um, we're, we're sitting, we're sitting across the glass, and before us is this beat up, battered apostle. He's got chains on his ankles and on his on his wrists, and and he's he's sitting quietly with his hands folded in, in front of him. You can see the toll of a hard life on his face. This isn't the first time he's done time, and it won't be the last. A stone-faced guard is looking on as he, he sits behind those, those bars, behind those, those tall walls, watching his every move. And you, and you sort of shake your head. You're looking at this, this friend and, and mentor in the faith, and he's had plenty of time to think sitting in a cell. And, and you know that, that oftentimes silence is not our best friend. Life has not been fair to our friend, the Apostle Paul. He's been uh, a teacher and, and an apostle for Christ. He has followed where his Lord has led him. He has been obedient and faithful, and yet he has been beaten and stoned and thrown into a prison cell time and time again. 
And not only is our friend Paul behind bars, but the threat of, of the death penalty is always hanging over his head. And it, it might not be the Romans, but those aches and pains, the, the echoes of, of past injuries, of the way he's been mistreated and, and beat up over the years, he can feel them in his bones. And they're a constant reminder that he's only got so much time left. His health hasn't always been the best. So he's on one hand, he's, he's alone in a cell. And on the other hand, the, the threat of death hanging over his head. Life ain't fair. And the world is mean. And yet, as we, we sit and, and take a look at our friend Paul, sitting there across the glass from us, we notice that he's, he's smiling. He has a, an expression on his face that seems so out of place in this lose-lose situation. Here behind, behind high walls and, and under armed guard, our, the apostle looks, looks happy. And he, he leans in and, and he speaks. He says, Timothy, I'd, I'd like you to write another letter. And you know Paul's letters. You've heard some of Paul's letters. You, you've received some yourself. When, when ministry was weighing on your shoulder, when you needed comfort and counsel, he was there. His words were there for you on the page for you to read and reflect and share. Yeah, you, you've received Paul's letters. And now he wants you to, to carry a letter. He wants you to carry a letter to the Philippians. And you know about the Philippians too because he's spoken of them often. He speaks of them with, with great fondness and love. He, he, he ha there's a smile on his face just at the mention of, of these spiritual children of his, the apple of his eye. He, he frets over them like a mother hen. He knows, he says, I, I know they're, they're worried about me. I just, I need to let them know that I'm doing fine, that it's okay. I'm all right. And I, and I also want them to receive you well, you, you and Epaphroditus, when you go and visit them, I want him to receive you as if they're receiving me, as if they're receiving Christ himself. And then there's, of course, Yodia and Syntyche. And, and if only they would just get along, if they could see what I see in them, if they could see what, what faithful co-workers they have been in the faith with me. And then he, he pauses and he says, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Maybe start this way. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. With, with your, your pen and your pad and your, you write quickly as you listen to what the apostle narrates to you through the glass. And you, you write quickly as you marvel you marvel at his words. He rejoices and he give, gives thanks. Uh, a tear comes to his eye as, as some memory from his time with his beloved Philippians comes to mind again. And then he continues, I hold you in all in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace. He pours out his heart for his spiritual children. That little congregation in Philippi in the face of suffering and death. Paul seems unfazed, untouched. 
thankful and rejoicing, and you wonder, where does he find the strength? Where does he find the strength to show such joy and thankfulness, even behind the bars of a cell? He pauses, and it's as if he's read your mind. His expression turns serious. He's talking to you now. You're not sure if you should keep writing or if you should just listen. It's a, it's a difficult choice, he says. To live, to die, hard to know which I would rather have at this point. Uh, there's, it's, a, it's a difficult place to be. And he pauses again and you feel the weight of his, his transparency, his honesty with you. And he continues... But it's, it's really all win-win. If I live, Christ. If I live, Christ can continue to work in me. I can continue to be a witness even in these chains. If I die, that's, that's a win for me. That's a win for me because I will be with my Lord. Win-win. Christ is magnified either way. Christ is honored in one way or another. If I die, I am with Him. If I live, He can use me, even in these chains. He notices you've stopped writing. Write it this way. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My, my desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all. For your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Later, you, you step out past the razor wire and his words are still ringing in your mind. And the letter tucked away safely as you hit the road to Philippi, you can hear your friend Paul, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And this is a word for you, too. Because you're going to face suffering and struggle. You're going to face the, the futility sometimes of ministry. And so as you carry this, this greeting to the saints in Philippi from your mentor and friend Paul, you know that this is really what it's all about. You're claimed by Christ. Your life is hidden in Him. And those last words, that, some of the last words that Paul spoke, some of those last words he had you write down strike you again. I have learned in whatever situation to be content. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know now what your friend Paul has known. You know where his strength comes from. It's, it's simple trust to live Christ, to die, gain, win-win, 
when your own trials come and, and you face all the, the burdens of life and ministry and service to God, when you face pain and suffering and, and your body aches and hurts and, and death weighs down on you, and you wonder if there's purpose in your life or, or hope in your death, you can cling to the example and words of your friend Paul. In Christ, it is all win-win. Dear saints in Christ, this is our hope, too. Because we, too, can share. We can share in the, the model and of hope that our friend Paul offers to us. You too are in Christ. You have been baptized into His death and His resurrection. When you suffer, you are in good company because our Lord was brought low and suffered and died and lost. Life ain't fair and the world is mean. But God has exalted Him above all other names. He reigns. He has ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, which means that all things, our life and our purpose and our suffering and even our death are hidden in Him. You have purpose in life and hope in death. Whether you live or whether you die, your life is hidden in Christ, our crucified and risen Lord. To live is Christ. To die is gain. In Jesus' name, amen.